This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, July 19th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. Federal flood insurance is meant to help people handle unforeseeable weather events. Instead, it's become a subsidy to wealthy coastal homeowners, and it serves little purpose to the average taxpayer. Ike Brannon is co-author of a forthcoming Cato paper, Reforming the National Flood Insurance Program. We spoke last week. Flood insurance was adopted to be a public-spirited, just trying to help federal program. That's right. We saw images of people who were flooded out of their homes in the 1960s. They didn't have uh, adequate insurance, and people thought, golly, the government needs to step in and help these people. And from that, uh, largest developed a uh, the program we have now where uh, the federal government provides flood insurance to almost anyone who wants it. And for people who are in uh, especially flood-prone flood areas, um, they're getting a subsidy. So what are the most flood-prone areas in the United States? Uh, the main one is in the southeast, right? Um, it's it's flood-prone because it's, it's apt to uh, get hit by hurricanes. And the other thing is that it's become greatly more developed in the last three decades, right? There are uh, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of, of wealthy vacation homes along the coast of the Carolinas, Georgia, and Florida, and they are very susceptible to hurricanes that come up the uh, Atlantic coast. So to what extent, I guess, are, and I, I hate to think of things this way, but to what extent is the fact that wealthy people own coastal property and have this federal guarantee of uh, protection or reimbursement for flooding, to what extent is that a payday for people on the coasts? Well, it's a direct subsidy to them, right? They're not paying uh, insurance premiums that come anywhere close to covering uh, the actual risk that they're undertaking, right? So the federal government lost $23 billion, I think, in the previous 10 years before before 2012 on flood insurance. They lost it or that's payouts? It was payouts, right? So $23 billion more in payouts than the federal government received in uh, premiums. And of course, no insurance company would do that. Of course not. So uh, to the extent that these people are underpaying, has that driven or uh, has that driven development on the coast? Absolutely, right? People are not internalizing the full cost of building a vacation home and these properties. So if the federal government were to step aside, uh, these people probably could obtain insurance. They would pay something a lot more realistic. That would be a lot more than uh, what they're paying right now, and, and people would be up in arms. But most of these people are wealthy people. This seems like a classic uh, concentrated benefits, diffuse costs. People, lawmakers who represent coastal areas, and if they're representing wealthy people who are receiving this subsidy, those people probably get the ear of lawmakers more easily than, than uh, other folks do. It seems like a fairly intractable uh, problem. So it might be. So, and you're, you're exactly right. So, uh, in, in uh, a few years ago, we actually passed some kind of, uh, uh, I wouldn't say timid reforms, but they they kind of went a step in the right direction. And these were quickly undone two years later. Right, a coalition of uh, people from uh, politicians from North Carolina, South Carolina, and those states, along as well as a few states along the Mississippi where they are prone to flooding, got together. And, and you're right. They, those people care deeply about it. The people in, uh, in North Dakota don't, don't care too much one way or another. All right. So if this is a primarily a subsidy for wealthy people who are politically connected, and what is, what is the possible policy solution? So um, 
there's a famous paper in economics written about uh, 40 years ago by uh, Ed Prescott, who uh, has a, uh, an affiliation with Cato and also won the Nobel Prize for this, and Finn Kidlin. Uh, and they suggest that it might totally be impossible. And they, their example that they give was um, the federal government steps in and says, all right, we're never going to insure anyone on this floodplain no matter what. Scouts honor. Uh, rational people might say, I bet if there's enough of us and we build and something happens, they will feel compelled to do something. And if the federal government can't make a promise that it can keep, then they won't be able to help themselves. And so Ed Prescott would probably say, nothing you can do. I think um, it's a situation where if you just inform, my hope is that there's a situation where if you inform the voters that what we have at stake here is a subsidy. It's not going to the poor people who live along the Mississippi River. It's going to the rich people to subsidize their summer homes. Maybe people will get enough outraged about this that, that they write their own congressman. Should states be involved? Uh, that's a that's a good question. I mean, to the ex to the extent that there is flood insurance that the government is providing, should the federal government get out and? But is it is it a uh, I guess Pareto superior uh, choice to have states doing this? Uh, other than the federal government, um, I I would probably obviously my first preference would be for actual insurance companies to uh, get in there and do this, and I think. Um, that speaks against having states do it. So if you just have, uh, so you have a handful of states that are especially prone to this. And so what you don't want to do is have an insurance company that uh, is overly concentrated in uh, in the Carolinas, and then if the hurricane comes out, then and wipes them out, and they don't have any insurance policies anywhere else in the country, then they're effectively wiped out. So you want to encourage a market that is national, just so. It's, you can geogra geographically distribute the uh, diversify the risks. I'm imagining if I'm a super wealthy person and I have a home that I spend a few months a year in uh, on the beach, that what the government would be doing by eliminating this flood insurance program is stealing value from my home. <laughs> I, you're exactly right, and you know when uh, Hurricane Katrina hit, uh, Trent Lott, who was uh, you know. Uh, minority whip at the time with the U.S. majority whip in the U.S. Senate was outraged because the the interpretation of uh, the the insurance he had was that he had wind damage and not flood damage and that was not covered and he lobbied and lobbied and lobbied and lo and behold, surprisingly, they the federal government impressed upon the insurers that they needed to change this. So, um, look, if 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 somebody like Trent Lott uh, can uh, can be immune to these things, then. Uh, like rich people are always going to be able to manipulate this, I fear. Ike Brannon is co-author of the new Cato paper, Reforming the National Flood Insurance Program. You can get your copy at Cato.org. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>